Hi, you're watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That young man over there is... Rick Levy in San Diego. Rick and I have the distinct... I think we're the only tasters in the country that have that have had the pl the pleasure of of tasting Felipe Camarena's three creation three lines of uh, of tequilas and tonight we we got lucky boys and girls we have G four G four now you we discussed this when we talked about Terralta which hasn't it hasn't aired yet. Um, Tell me, you met Felipe Camarena. I did. And uh, I actually, I was able happened? to get him to uh, sign a bottle for me. I don't know if you can oh, see you, that there. Oh. So, oh. so that's a G4XA. You'll catch that episode in a, uh, in a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, in, in, in a future there. But yeah, anyway. so there was a, um, uh, Larry had a reception for uh, Felipe Camarena at uh, Cantina Maya Huel here in right. San Diego, and Larry is the proprietor. Larry Oman, the writer, and he's also Don Lorenzo. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, so I got this great opportunity. I got there early, and uh, I was able to uh, talk with Felipe quite a bit before the crowd came in. And, you know, it was just a wonderful experience. He's a, he's a great guy. Uh, he is really into the, uh, the engineering of the distillery. And, uh, of course, he has one of the most sustainable distilleries, if not the most sustainable distillery uh, for tequila. And, uh, you know, he's got a couple of engineering degrees. He uh, started out, I think, as a uh, civil engineer. And then so when... He then when he decided he was going to, you know, go in totally on the, uh, on the distilling um, and uh, start his own distillery, he actually went back and got a chemical engineering degree as well. And uh, so he didn't, so when you literally, did, he didn't really learn the business from his, uh, from his grandfather, in other well, words. I, I, I'm sure he did. You know, his uh, Felipe's sons are now the uh, fourth generation. Um, and that's what this stands for, right? That's right. And that's why it's called G4. And uh, so Felipe's a third generation distiller, <coughs> as is his brother Carlos uh, of uh, La Altena. And of course, you know, we know Carlos from uh, El Tesoro de Don Felipe, uh, from uh, Tapatio, from uh, Tequila Ocho which Felipe also helped uh, get off the ground with oh, Carlos. Good. Okay. And, uh, and then, you know, I guess, uh, I guess with that experience, Felipe decided he wanted to go and actually open his own distillery and be able to set up his equipment the way he wanted. And he's just created all of these, you know, really cool innovations that, um, that don't, really change the traditional way of making tequila but it uh, you know it enhances it and uh, makes it more efficient and sustainable well and, i uh, let's let's give everybody the known number just so that they know in case in case that they haven't seen you know at this point uh our, our terralta uh, uh videos have not have not aired yet so you folks are 
Yeah, we're going to do these in sequence, but but right now, uh, 1579 is the is the number of the, uh, the gnome, and that is Destileria El Pandillo, and that's in Jesus Maria Jalisco, um, which is like what the neighboring town in Arandas. It's like yes, yeah, yeah, it's right up there, a little bit to the east, I believe. And and, I, uh, and Jesus a, Maria is uh, yeah I think it's slightly higher than Arandas, so you know I think Felipe grows most of his agaves at about sixty eight hundred feet, and that is pretty much the highest agave, you know, growing altitude that uh, that I think anybody's growing at. Well, and uh, you know, uh, in terms of fifteen seventy nine, we reviewed uh, Jake Lustig's Artinam. 1579 yes. last year and we yep. loved it and oh, yeah. then uh, uh, his other line is Pesote that he makes and uh, that was also 2016 right well 2016 and then uh, Alex and I did the uh, uh, also so that that particular line has been has been uh, uh, reviewed by all of us by the by the three of us um, to, to raving reviews. So, yeah. um, so, and then and of course you and I did Terralta not too long ago, which hasn't at this point hasn't aired. Uh, but you may see you, you probably maybe have already seen it. Um, and that was an, excuse me, it's an unusual combination because he had a, he had a high 10, a, a, a high proof 110 Blanco and a barrel strength Añejo, which, or that was a barrel strength extra, XA. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was a one ten XA, which, you know, I think I said during our, our taping. I think at that point he was just showing off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. So you, you were see, talking I, about the bottles, and yes, uh, you know, yes. we were talking about, um, you know, when I was talking with Felipe, you know, I asked him about his process, and you know, I'd asked him about his barreling, and you know, he's not he's not a big barrel guy. You know, he does it because I think it's because that's what's expected. You create a whole line at different ages. Um, but, you know, his real interest is in, you know, presenting the agave, um, not necessarily adding other layers from the barrel. And uh, so, you know, that's his focus is just the agave. He's not into bottles. He's not into fancy labels or marketing. He's, you know, he's doesn't go crazy over barrels like some producers will. Uh, and, uh, you know, he'd rather make really great juice than, you know, make, uh, you know, really eye-catching bottles. But his bottles are quite handsome. Yes. Um, and something interesting that he's done is uh, you see on the G4 bottle, embossed in the bottle is the emblem of his distillery. There is a Tahona. And then there's an agave, and then there is a bull. A bull, un toro. And uh, you'll find that in um, in. Well, you can see it right there on the on the label too, on the yeah. back end. Yeah, it's his logo go. right there. And so what he did is for G four, that uh, is embossed on the back, uh, and then he uses the same bottle for Teralta, turns <laughs> it around, and it's on the front. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that. That's so clever. Why doesn't it anybody really else is. do that? It really is. And, you know, they're both very handsome presentations. Yes. And so yeah, why not? Two for one, ladies and gentlemen, two for one. <laughs> you know, the, and, and, and you, you know, there's always the question, 
how many how many different flavor profiles can a guy come up with in, in his in a single distillery, right? And and there's always been that controversy. You know, nobody can come up with a bunch of tequila flavor profiles. You and I, you know, we we uh, I, I think we we busted that myth. You know, when we did when we did our metal, which was like seven different varieties of the same yeah. line, and just and all coming from La Cofradia, and and just when you think you can't, they can't, they can't <laughs> come up with something new. They have. Yeah. So, and and for and by the same token, um, Felipe has done a wonderful job with, as far as I'm concerned, with Pasote and with Terralta. I mean, we just fell all over and ourselves, Terralta and, and Pasote. You know, there's this great family tradition of distilling, and so I'm sure he learned within the family. But then he just, I guess, he really just wanted to know more. And, you know, he went and got that chemical engineering degree so that he wow. could, and now, you know, I, I, he could, he could probably pull together any kind of profile you wanted. You know, he, they call him the, uh, the mad scientist of, uh, Jesus Maria. Well, so. I'm anxious to try this Blanco because if it's any indicate, well, you know, I've, I've, I've had some, and I know that you, you know, for the sake of transparency, Rick has had this before. He's actually been out and bought some before they, they were actually sent to us for a shipping off the cup. <laughs> as soon as they hit California, I had to go. Yeah. Well, so, but this was my first my first attempt at at this particular line. Uh, and if, as far as I know, it's not it's not yet available in Texas. Um, the the PR company that was responsible to se for sending this to us. Uh, is about to launch nationwide. Uh, huge. They're out of the, the. I forget the name of the company. Forgive me. I'll I'll find that between 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 reviews. But uh, they made this possible, and they are out of Illinois. So the major markets are a big focus for them. Are you and, looking for Lakeshore Spirits? Uh, probably. I, I'm I'm not. Sh that's the importer. Okay. Uh, that we were contacted by. Uh, another entity and um anyway uh, i'll i'll get a hold of that name uh, shortly but this is the the we're using the the prototype that uh we are working with a, a designer by the name of uh, romeo ristoff who i i actually interviewed for our open bar show yesterday he is a a glass merchant and uh, designer in Austin, Texas, and he reached out to us, and he's working closely with Stossel, uh, Stossel uh, Glassware, and I believe they're out of the, the USA offices in Pennsylvania. So this is a prototype of what we're hoping will eventually become the Agave Spirit um, glass for all Agave Spirits, hopefully. And we have a we have a, a long neck version and a short neck version, so we'll be interchanging both of these. And the really interesting thing about Romeo as well is that he is an archaeologist by trade. Yes. And uh, has spent a lot of time uh, studying and examining uh, drinking vessels from Central America. Yes. He, he really, his, his desire is to design a drinking vessel that is, that is historically accurate to a goddess spirits, to, to that 
to that particular drink and that agave spirits being encompassing everything, mezcals, ricias, bacanoras. Um, so is a, he's a fascinating guy, and, and hopefully we'll be able to have that uh, that interview somewhere. I'm hoping somewhere uh, either end of August, uh, somewhere in uh, early September, because we're we have so many tequilas that we have to get to that you know we're trying not to step on our own tails here, folks. But anyway, oh my gosh, ah, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> now. Um, we're, would you say this is a, a green agave that we're getting, or because I'm not, I'm not getting baked so much, but there's a there's a there's like a, a tropical fruit quality somewhere at the yeah, top. Maybe maybe like a little bit of a green pineapple or something. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Uh, I will tell you off the bat, and I don't I, unless you know. Really, the only way to tell is to do a side by side by side of all three varietals, uh, all three lines. But uh, this, to me, the the nose is is somewhat somewhat reminiscent of pasote, not mm -hmm. so much terralta, but I think it reminds me more of pasote, but more toned down. You know, I more, would agree. With yeah, with and, the uh, pasote blanco, we were talking about a kind of green funkiness to it right and right. this i'm not getting the funkiness but no. i think you know like you said we're definitely picking up on the green and this this glassware is is outstanding i gotta tell you that that it's as thin as the glencairn and you'll be seeing us use a glencairn a little bit later on but um wow and it, if you'll notice it doesn't ha take a whole lot of a sample to get much of a, a of a nose it's a it's a yeah. wonderful now we're holding it like this with our fingertips. It is a flat bottom surface, so um, honestly, any type of of heating of of the liquid is really negligible. So, which is which is nice, but if you want to hold it by the bowl, you can as well. See, I, I'm getting I'm getting. You're right, tropical fruit, but then there's also a citrus notes also. Yeah, like I'm also getting some uh, grapefruit, I think. That, that's what I'm getting. I'm not getting lime zest. I'm getting grapefruit. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful, man. And, uh, and Felipe has planted some citrus trees in and around his uh, agave fields. And he does, uh, he does open air fermentation. So, and he uses a natural yeast line that, uh, that uh, he's developed. Wow, I got to go in. We got to dig in. Really nice entry. And the pepper starts up right away. Yeah. Um, what I love about, about tasting in, the, in these tumblers, these Harito tumblers, is that uh, I've noticed that there's a consistency, a congruency between the nose and the and the intake. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no surprises. It it's actually it's it's quite easy. I've, it's, I've never had well, it. Yeah, I'm finding this glass to to be very revealing of the yes. uh, you know the aroma components. Oh, now that it's opening up, I, this is the second time I've done this. 
the first time what um, uh, Lisa and I were, were together and, and she tasted it out of the uh, nosed it off this glass and I could swear that I got just a hint of wet cement I haven't had a hint of wet cement in a long time probably not since old El Tesoro and it's just it's almost like at the bottom and and this uh, this glass diffuses the alcohol very well. If there's any alcohol, very much like the Riedel, it's at the bottom of the glass where it belongs, and it doesn't get in the way of the nosing. So it's not like you get that instant burn in your nostril. Mm-hmm. I I'm getting it right here on the side. It's it's like it's like you know on a hot day where when you water when you water down your garage. Yeah. That smell <laughs> of wet. That's what it smells like. Or, you know, if I'm from New Mexico or had lived there for 18 years. And so when it when it rains during monsoon, you can smell it before it gets to you. And mm-hmm. and that's what it smells like. That's we call it wet cement because it's it's the it's the it's the water evaporating as it hits the ground because it's been so hot in the summer. I'm getting it like right here. And you don't have to dig in very deeply to to get that. It's just it's just a hint. It's not like overpowering. It's not like whoa, I, you know, like I just watered my garage. I don't know. I don't know, Rick, if you're getting it, but I, I right here. I, I just, think I can. I, I think I can pick up on what you're describing. What I'm enamored with right now is I think I'm getting some slight floral notes. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, Probably not as floral, I think, as what we found with Terralta. Terralta was really a, a, a floral sweet nose, as I recall. But again, well, I'll have to rewatch that 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 review and and revisit the tequila. Uh, there's so many of our tequilas that we're going to do for our brands of promise. It's not <laughs> even going to be funny because if if you can believe this, folks, Felipe Camarena will be competing against himself in his own particular category. Go figure. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You know that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think, Brand of Promise nominee as well? Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> is this is gorgeous. So something else we should be saying about the G four brand is okay. when Felipe uh, started up his distillery. Something he really wanted to do is he wanted to uh, have two lines where he could uh, showcase the differences between um, between different sources of water. So Felipe has you know this large distillery. He set up all of his roof area to collect rainwater. And so he's harvesting rainwater um, you know whenever he can get it. And Talk then, about environmentally friendly, huh? Yeah. And then his other source of water is from a, a spring-fed well. And uh, so what he has done with G4, is he's using a 50-50 mix of his harvested rainwater and his well water. With Toronto, Okay, so this is this is directly 50-50, correct? Yes. And okay. that's what that's what uh, he had done with Jake Lustig on the Artenom as well. Okay. Um, but with the Teralta, it is 100% from his well. It's uh, you know the spring it's water. All, it's all spring water. Yeah, and, and so and, it has a much larger mineral character to it, whereas this comes across much softer because of the rainwater. 
Well, I don't, I don't know about about the the Artenome version, but it, if if we were to compare that, I think Artenome is is a much softer version of this. If it you is. can believe it, and it's, they've done it's this softer, isn't it? Yeah, with the Artenome, they've done this aeration process prior to bottling as well, which uh, we don't have with the G four. So right. Okay, well that ex that explains it because it it is, but as I said, the nose immediately. It, it's really interesting because we're pulling out all these other elements from his other brands. It's like this. I'm telling you, it's like watching yeah. the Avengers. You got <laughs> Thor, you got the Hulk, you got Captain America. Or it's almost like you know, it's almost like he's conducting an orchestra of you know flavor components. And you know, for one brand, you know, he wants the the horn section to be a little bit louder. For another brand, he wants the strings. Um, and so it's really. It's amazing to experience his work, but the, I would say this, yeah, this is a very accessible tequila, um, and it is... When you say accessible, you mean approachable, right? It's like yeah. everybody should, everybody will fall in love with it. Yeah, okay. you know how we said that uh, Pesote, you know, was a little bit more challenging, you know, yes. it, had, it yes. has a particular character, and if you're not into that character, then you know, you may not be into it. Uh, right. And then with Teralta, you know, Teralta is very peppery and minerally. And, uh, you know, that's, I think we were saying it is, a, is it a, a, an aficionado's tequila? Yes. But yes. with G4, you know, this Blanco anyway, so far, it, I find it's just really beautiful and accessible. Um, it is well done. All of the great components are there. It is great for aficionados, but I think it would be something that would be hard for anyone to turn away. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's the more mainstream, um, um, the more mainstream line of, of his lines. But, you know, everybody's going to be different. So you guys decide. As far as I'm mm -hmm. concerned, this is a Brand of Promise nominee in the legacy category. I think it's instant legacy. Um, beautifully done. Um, and like you said, I, th I think you're, you hit the nail on the head, Rick. I think it's a very approachable or accessible tequila to even the novice. You yeah. know, if I think if you were going to be introduced to Felipe Camarena, as, as some people have been introduced to Carlos, it would be like with El Tesoro and then maybe go with Tapatio later on. Well, with, Car with Felipe, I think this would be the intro, wouldn't it? This would be the introduction Absolutely. to the master. Yeah. Wow. G4 is Felipe 101. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, congratulations again, Felipe Camarena. That's our take on G4. That's the Blanco. Now, stay with us because we're going to do the whole, the whole line, and we're going to get deeper and deeper into this, into this labyrinth of, of deeper into his mind. <laughs> that's just scary i think i need to descent into madness yeah, yeah i think he's, he's i think they got to wheel him out with a leather mask or something just, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know he's like he, he, we well we call him the mad scientist and 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 for you know in all in good nature because he is just a, a genius is what he is but stick with us that's our g4 blanco i'm mike morales here in san antonio that Rick young man is. San Diego. Uh, and don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube or anywhere else, subscribe to where you are watching or listening to us. But as we always say here, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely.